Okay, you start. All right. Welcome back to the Nielsen Brothers Podcast. My name is Luke Nielsen. And I'm Logan Nielsen. How's it going, everybody? I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. Man, it was not intentional. It's like, it's like your first thing you do is, yeah. you, is you ask the audience how they're doing. time, I try to... I want you to feel like you're a part of this. And so. I was like, both times in these last episodes that you've done it, I'm thinking you're asking me at first, but then you end with everybody, and I'm like, well, I can't answer for everybody. <laughs> I know it. Well, I, I should just ask you, but I'm like, you know, I'm thinking of anyone who's listening, like, hey, how's it yeah. going? It, you know, it's kind of like I just go into the mode of like when I walk into class, you know, and yeah, the students like, how's everybody doing? Like, but you're not really expecting like definitive answers. It's right, just a gen- right. What's that thing when I go on stage? Just like, oh, how are we doing tonight? Just, yeah. Eh, okay. You I, know, I'm like, a teacher. Everything I say is rhetorical exactly. because no one's <laughs> going to actually answer. Yeah, that's true. How are you doing, Logan, who's here? I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. <laughs> that's good. Doing Okay. <laughs> Pulled my back the other day, picking up a dodgeball for a kindergartner because I'm a thousand. So <laughs> yeah, that happened. So that was good. That was a good feeling to have, just both physically and internally, just <laughs> just in my heart and mind to be like, mm, this is just what happens now. <laughs> That's our athletic prowess these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it it hurt. It really hurt. I've had yeah. back spasms today, <laughs> so that makes me feel good. Yeah. How are you, everyone? Oh, darn it. <laughs> Sorry, Luke. How are you? I'm good. That's funny. I had a student ask me once. It, he meant sincerely. He's like, what's it feel like to get old? And he was one of my football players. So I just said, you know how you feel Saturday morning after playing a football game on Friday night? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, like that all the time and he was like oh that sounds terrible mm-hmm. I'm like well every morning bud yeah. feels like you did the day before you played your heart out <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what it's like just say you're you're never going to recover more quickly you know it's mm. just all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a a good sad way of putting it yeah yeah like like once yeah once you get into your 30s you're always like right now is my possible peak. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can get in better shape, but mm-hmm. like, genetically mm-hmm. speaking or whatever, physiologically, it's only going to get worse. Every, every day could be the last day I feel great. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a possibility. I don't know. Yeah. And then you start. I remember being younger and being like, eh, I don't really, you know, yoga, whatever. Seems now, now I'm always just like, no, I need to do some because my back hurts. Well, right. That, that's like genuinely for my exercise programs. I always thought, yeah, little yoga, little stretch. And I started doing a little bit when I was in college playing football, and I was mm-hmm. big, and your body's kind of beat up. And then I'm like. But it was kind of peripheral stuff. Mm-hmm. Where now it's like, oh no, that has to be the center of my workout mm-hmm. if I want to lift weights mm-hmm. or run or do any other things. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, I had a friend text me just being like, hey, I'm free. Anyone want to get online and play video games together? And my response was, I have to do yoga for my back. <laughs> yeah. No time for for childish fun. <laughs> I've got a rehab. I got to get on YouTube and have Adrian tell me how to fix my back. (laughs) Yoga by Adrian, pretty good. I like her channel. Yep, I I have I have several that I cycle through, like several internet yogis. Mm -hmm. Who are are the other ones you recommend? So I like the yoga with Adrian. I like Cat Meffin. Cat Meffin has good ones, kind of like power yoga stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to think, 
there's one other one that I catch on YouTube sometimes. But then uh, a guy that I really like is Rodney Yee, and he's got like short stuff on YouTube. But I actually mm-hmm. have from back in the day a set of his DVDs when you would buy like the mm-hmm. group of DVD workouts, and I really like him. He's been like a a dude who was like a big yoga guy before it became popular. Right, yeah. And uh, I really like his stuff as well. Remember Body by Jake? Darn right I do. Jake, uh, I'm trying to think what was his last name. I don't name. remember. I don't remember. Either, Some but. Italian, wasn't it? Man, I don't remember. But yeah, and he'd pop up like in movies. He's like driving the cab and coming to America. Yeah, and he's he's uh, he's he was working on the house in Money Pit. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, good pull. Because <laughs> yeah. well, I, I remember watching Money Pit, and like the only way I knew that guy was I didn't know he was an actor. I just knew him as Body by Jake because mom had the VHSs. <laughs> yeah. Like, is he going to get Tom Hanks so in shape? <laughs> I remember watching then Money Pit and being like, the Body by Jake. That's what I called him, Body by Jake. That's actually what happened. They that's the sequel. Like the house is in disarray. So they're like, you know what we should do. Never mind. Leave the house. We're going to start some fitness videos. Let's open a gym. Make our money that way. <laughs> and this guy's like, hey, I can help you out. <laughs> I've worked out. <laughs> me, Jake. I don't remember what I remember our mom having those because she had a lot of that era of exercise videos. Yeah, mom mom bought a lot of ass seen on TV business. <laughs> right. Somebody's buying it. Someone's. Someone's doing it. We got a. She had a gazelle in the basement too. From from Tony, what's his face? Oh. Little? No. Yeah. Is Tony, it Tony Little's Little? Gazelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ponytail and the. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was intense. Man, yeah, he was needlessly but, intense. But like, see, that's the thing. Like, I can remember Tony Little's shtick, his mm-hmm. gazelle. I can remember like Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies. You know, it was the mm-hmm. dancing in the short yep. shorts of the oldies. I don't actually remember what Body by Jake was. Like, I don't remember what the workout entailed. I guess I don't remember either. Like, I don't have the vaguest idea. I want to say it was maybe just like, I think it was still like home workout stuff. Like, I think maybe some... Calisthenics types of things. Yeah, maybe some light weightlifting. I think it was a little more actual like workout instead of, you know, because the other ones were more just like, here's how to do stuff so you pretend like you're not working out to trick you into working out. That was Richard Simmons' whole deal was just like, just go crazy and dance. You're going to get sweaty doing something that's not working out because working out, I mean, because that is a mental thing. When you feel like you're working out, you don't like it as much. Oh, no, I think, I mean, I think it's smart. That's kind of what started that revolution in Mm -hmm. the 80s when you could have the cassette tapes and Mm -hmm. whatever. But Which I love how it changed then a few years ago where it was like, you know, Insanity and P90X. And it was like, no, you are working out and it's the worst one ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is going to hurt. You're going to hate it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that is interesting because it's sort of like the CrossFit culture too. Like, Mm -hmm. no, we're... We're super working out. Yeah. We're the most working out. Can I tell you a proud moment I had the other day with a, a student that I was working on speech stuff with? Yes. Because uh, this ties into home workout stuff. Because um, we're working on this scene, and the one note we had from our speech competition was like, there could be more movement in the chair or whatever, which we disagree with. Okay. Judge, who wrote that. <laughs> no, but, but I disagree with that note. But then she was like, I don't know, it feels weird to move around. She goes, it feels like that thing, you know, those old ladies who work out in the chairs? And I go, you mean sit and be fit? And she goes, yeah. I'm like, heck yeah. I was so proud of her for knowing sit and be fit. That is true. Because I have referenced that to people my age and no one knows what I'm talking about. I'm like, you never accidentally turned on PBS on like a Sunday morning and just saw an old lady touching her elbow and wrist? (laughs) Right. 
Because that's what sit and be fit was. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's one of those nice things that exist. Because it's, it's, it's meant for, you know, especially elderly people, I think mainly. It's an old woman doing it. It's, yeah. it's meant to be like, hey, you have trouble getting up, moving around? Well, you, you can do a little something better than nothing. <laughs> right, yeah. You know? That, that is it. But I was I was very proud of of my of my great. sophomore student referencing sit and be fit. That I, I love that. Those are whenever a student will pull out something from the eighties or whatever and like just drop it as a reference to, not like yeah. explain the whole thing. And then like cause only in the hopes that you will get it. Yeah. It's so great. Well, cause especially with working with the kids, like I, I'll reference stuff from five years ago. Oh yeah. That I'm assuming I think I'm making a timely reference. Yeah. That they will understand. They're like, I don't even know what that That's a hundred years ago. What now. that is. I know. It's weird. Like yeah. what we were doing, I was I was subbing for history one day and it was getting into the the Revolutionary War and it mentioned a couple people and I said, Yeah, like like they're they're mentioned in Hamilton. I just I just thought because that was a big deal, they at least would have heard of it. Right. But everyone's like, I don't know what that is and no one once asked me like the president like not he wasn't even president but like like the politician like the guy like no one even knew who that was <laughs> right and i was like oh boy oh yep. boy this is rough <laughs> this is rough here i thought i was i thought i was relating to these kids yeah things move quickly i've abandoned like trying to connect at that level so i just show them stuff i like you know <laughs> like, yeah. like in my classroom it's a bunch of like folk music because like i like folk music then mm-hmm. some of them get sucked into it mm-hmm. others you just yeah they do i when i subbed for you there were a few kids like well one of the kids was just like can i put some music on yeah and they put on very luke nielsen music and i, I love it and i said i'm like oh yeah he's definitely <laughs> Uh, he's definitely infected you. This is this is a sad white guy. <laughs> that, that was one of the best slash worst where I thought I was giving a contemporary reference to make a connection to the kids because mm-hmm. I was playing Chris Christopherson music mm-hmm. that I love, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Who is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, Chris Christopherson, who he was in Blade." <laughs> That's what <laughs> I said. said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Let me think of the most." contemporary chris christopherson thing i can throw out i'm like oh you know he was in blade and they're like we don't know what you're talking about i'm like you know wesley snipes and they're like who Who? (laughs) and then it occurred to me that movie came out a long time ago that movie i believe is over 20 years old that is a that's from like 97 or something like that in my head i was like yeah that's what he's doing now Blade movies. I've been, I've been doing a bit every now and then. It's it's not formed yet, but I I reference. I just I start. I'm like I would like to talk about a song that's 20 years old now. Uh, it wasn't me by Shaggy. <laughs> that's good. And I've great. had pe- and I did it the first time I did it. It was in Mason City, and there were people in the audience who went, "Ugh." <laughs> and I just said, "Yeah, I know." I'm like, "You're getting older," and they're like, "Ugh." And I'm like, "Yeah, it wasn't me by Shaggy. It's 20 years old now." Uh, no, like I kept there were like the people who were with me. They said there were a couple women in the back who were genuinely mad at me for letting them know <laughs> that you, the stuff you listened to in high yeah. school is twenty like, years old. You're getting yep. Yeah, sorry, sorry. You're getting older. Time is moving on. You are become the past. Like it's just <laughs> right. It's what happens. Well, it's like when you listen to an oldies station. And then something will come on from like mm-hmm. when we were in middle school or high school. And I'm like, well, that's not an oldie. And then I'm like, wait, when we were in school, it was like rock from the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's music yeah. from the 90s now. I, I remember like the first time that 
music from like my youth started showing up in like classic rock stations. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was not even that long ago. It was like maybe right after college or something like that. But then like listening to classic rock station and then something from like the late 90s. I'm like, no, 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 That does not count. No, no, no. Right. I'm fine allowing, you know, because we put Nirvana in there right away and that was fine. He died. Like, I, you know, like, sure. that's fine. The band was done. So it's okay. I get it. They, they are classic, you know, right. but like, no, this, this was, this is still new. <laughs> Like, like, why is tub thumping on here? Well, I heard like it was down with the sickness on a classic rock station. Oh, really? By Disturbed, and I'm like, no, no, that, that, was, that was from 2001. No, do not. I'm like, that's about 20 years old now. Yeah, that is wild. I know. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about that except for that time is a thing, <laughs> yeah. and we experience it in a linear fashion. People are real disappointed right now. If you were tuning in after listening to the last episode, thinking we were going to teach you how to build something, and we're well, just that, that we're could, just talking about the evolution of listen, time. That that could have been released in between these two. We're banking episodes. Oh, yeah, I don't right. know. Sorry, you know, there's potential for that still. But also keeping out if we haven't put it out yet, keep an eye out for that. And like we said too, we want people to then if you do the project that we decide. <laughs> <laughs> to <Yes>. put out <laughs> please send us pictures to yes. our email nielsen brothers podcast at gmail.com that's what nice. you can do send it there but uh <laughs> so we're we're gonna that is gonna happen we have oh, decided yes. so, so if you listen to the last episode which i hope you did it'd be weird if you started here um <laughs> but we, <laughs> like who are these old guys <laughs> talking about how times have changed uh, is this what they always do answer yes <laughs> We ramble about things we saw once. That's what that's yep. kind of, that could have been the title of this. <laughs> it's not a bad title. You're good at making mm-hmm. titles. I'm not. Yeah. Like, you know, from my <laughs> We've definitely talked about this before, yeah, but <laughs> I know I have. Yeah. I just go with what well, the thing is. My thing is though, I'm either great at coming up with a title for a vague concept or I have something very specific I've come up with and I can't title it. That's oh, yeah. that's I, I always find myself in that. If there's something I'm really invested in, I have a lot of ideas going into it, I cannot name it. But <laughs> right. if I'm just like, I don't know, show like this. You call it this. <laughs> like that that I can do. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I can do. By the way, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but our little brother Landon has not been back. Uh, just speaking of people who maybe <laughs> yeah. this is the first one they've listened to. So, yeah, he was on the one episode. Um, we're, we're hoping to get him back again soon. I can't remember if I mentioned it, but I I had talked to him about remote recording. So he could, and then I asked him like, "What's your what's your like computer setup?" He goes, "Well, I got a laptop, but every time it's on, it just goes." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that wouldn't be ideal for podcasting. So we're still working on that. We're going to yeah. get him back in here because I would love for him to be a regular part of the show. Which, but um, To be fair, he and his wife don't own a couch or a microwave. So, you <laughs> know, this is, this is true. <laughs> By choice, too. Like, they're not doing bad. They've yeah, just decided no. they didn't want to buy those things. Right. <laughs> Which I guess, you know, it kind of makes sense to me because they want to, you know, they've just mm. been renting apartments and they've moved around a lot. But. Yeah, so they, they, I get it. They're, they're not trying to overcomplicate things, which is good. Yeah, I get it, but I also really don't get it. You know, <laughs> well, it's like we need to have a house for this couch. Like, yeah, don't though. Here's the thing, <laughs> right? These things about couches—they're it doesn't stay there forever. You can move it. It's true. I could have got that couch in their apartment too if they'd have let me. <laughs> the most intense you've been on this show yep <laughs> i probably could have too i've i've moving into enough apartments in chicago i've gotten real good well my idea was we were trying to get the couch into their apartment building and i don't know in one piece i don't know if you could have got it up the stairs mm-hmm. because it was like 
just a regular pullout door, like not a wide one. And then he had to come in, and it was like an immediate turn a corner and upstairs. Mm-hmm. So you would have had to like set it upright. Yeah. But the ceiling was not high enough for the couch to even uh, be like at an angle upright. Mm-hmm. So we jockeyed with it for a long time. So my idea, they live second floor apartment. Get back in the truck. I'm right there with you. Yep. Dude. Back we, the truck we up done it. to the sliding glass door, the little balcony. And they got that's a, that's pretty wide opening too. Yeah, absolutely what I've done. Yeah, climb on top of the truck, mm-hmm. shimmy the couch mm-hmm. up there, absolutely through the window. That's what I had to do in an apartment in Chicago. I was moving from the the basement to the upstairs floor, and the the walkway in the back was too narrow. And the stairs in front were too narrow to get anything up, so we had to hoist it, pull it up over the back deck, and, yeah. and shimmy it in. And it was it was a nightmare, but <laughs> yeah. but we got it done. I don't know. I'm I'm proud of my moving skills, just because it's like oh, you no know, doubt. at least from hopping around enough, I've gathered this. <laughs> I have this skill. I was just helping the, the the girl I'm seeing. I was just helping her move from her old house into her new house. Uh, that's how moving works. You move from an old place to a different place. I don't know why I explained it so thoroughly. Um, you can leave stuff. You can just leave all. That's of it. true. Uh, but she was starting to pack up her car. She got a couple things in there. I said, no, 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 no. I'm like, what else do you got? She goes, I don't know. And I go, I get some more stuff. And I get the boxes in there. And, and I'm like, now we got more space. I'm like, what do, what do, you, get, what do you got small stuff? You got some? She's like, I didn't really pack anything else. I'm just like, okay, here's little boxes. Put some stuff in it. I don't care. There's space between the gas pedal and the brake. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I, got, I got in the zone. I'm just like, no, I'm going to pack this car. <laughs> I've gotten very good at packing a car. right? And she was just like, you're good at Tetris, weren't you? I'm like, I, I don't remember being great at Tetris. I bet now I'd be good at Tetris, though, <laughs> yeah. after all the moving. I think now. Mm-hmm. We got that couch out of your apartment, too, but not in one piece. No, that one had to die. Yep. <laughs> that one, yep. Well, we, that was the one I hated getting in. So yeah, I was I like, no, this one. And it was just old and crappy, and it was my ex's. And I'm just like, this can die. Yeah. <laughs> this can, this so can we, be killed. We cut it into four pieces with the reciprocating saw mm-hmm. and threw it away. Yep. Which is uh, an equally good feeling. Oh, I thought it was great. To destroy a thing you don't need anymore. Yeah. <laughs> also, I it was wonderful. Also, because like, no one's going to take this. Uh-huh. It's like this old gross couch that's all like <laughs> torn yeah. up. It has like the 70s like floral pattern on it. It's like, yeah, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't going to get a new home. Yeah. <laughs> this one can just be dope. Well, because they also, they built the back, they rebuilt the back deck when I lived there and made it more narrow. So we wouldn't have been able to get it right. out. So that one was just like, sorry, you, and if, and if you die here. If you're going to cut up a couch, mm-hmm. I suggest cut it in half down the middle just because it's kind of fun, mm-hmm. all one cut. Yeah. And then you cut the back off and then you have four pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Because we like, we ripped the, the, the arm holders. Why can't armrest? Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, the only thing I think was arm holders. I'm like, that's not what they're called at all. The, the arm coasters. <laughs> the arm place mats. You know, you know the the elbow beds. You know, those, you know those. You know those on the side of the chair. You know, those is where your arms go to sleep. You know, those. my God, oh, I've been doing that a lot lately. You just, I just forget a very, very basic word. There's so many words. <laughs> That's true. You can't remember them all. There's a bunch I'm of them. Learning new ones all the dang time. Don't even get me started on names. Oh my god! You put them in different orders and ah. syntax. It's crazy. It's oh a mess. It's a mess. Oh, words. It's a mess. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Oof. Oh my god. Oh. All right, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we're just having too much fun over here. Oh man. Oh. So what else is up? <laughs> <laughs> no much. Not much. <laughs> we are uh we're actually recording you we've recorded every episode thus far at your house yep. but i already had my stuff set up uh in my uh my childhood bedroom yep. which is also not my childhood bedroom anymore it is now also craft room for uh for uh our mother and and your daughter this is where they craft up yep. here i live in my parents basement so what <laughs> jealous yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great don't you wish your parents would just walk through every now and then because hmm? they need something in the other half of the basement don't you wish you had that <laughs> <laughs> but it is on a gravel road in the middle of north central Iowa, mm-hmm. so I guess it's just good to see people. Um <laughs> but, but I already had my gear set up in here for because this is this I found is the the only <laughs> the only mildly soundproof room and that that's not super echoey or whatever, because I do yeah. some I do some voiceover stuff too, and I'm I do it up here. And I and I have to like stand a specific way too, like so it does, the microphone's facing this way and not that way to hear the register and the oh, hallway and yeah. everything. But well, yeah, because this house is old enough. There is one register upstairs in the hallway in the middle of the top floor. For the whole floor. Yeah. yeah, we live. Well, this house it's like 130 years I think old. There's about like there about it's something yeah. like that. I don't know how you find that out. I don't know if you just Google it. How old my house? <laughs> well. uh Mom's there's, there's relatives, like a yeah. and mom's relatives that this had been like their mm-hmm. family farmstead. It's yeah. not a farm anymore; it's an acreage with some stuff. But uh, yeah, the original parts of the house are pretty old. Yeah, because I I think it was built in like eighteen something, wasn't it? Like, oh, for sure, like yeah. eighteen eighteen ninety something, or maybe something like that, or eighteen eighty something. It might have been eighteen eighty something. It's like it's an old. This an old house. Well, in my room too, it has two doors on it because this was back when. Just every tiny room was a bedroom because no one needed space. Well, right. Just, you you needed a room to sleep. Yep. Because you went there when it was dark and then you woke up to do farm. Yeah. To do farm. <laughs> to, do, to do farm. I got to wake up to do farm and then <laughs> and that's it. But so, yeah, this it's like, look at how I mean, I, I this is terrible podcasting because no one else can see it. But <laughs> but like, just look at this. Imagine this being two bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. To to give you a ballpark, and I don't have like a you know tape measure here, but I'm guessing width of this room is eight feet thereabouts. Yeah, I mean, probably about from window to where the doors are to at. The window to the wall. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the other direction, we're talking maybe nine. I was gonna give it ten, maybe ten, maybe ten, yeah, ten, twelve feet, maybe at most. So it ain't much, and that's and so now just imagine a wall down the middle of that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's literally two doors, and it's not like there's a door at one end of the room and a door at the other. It's two doors, and the <laughs> the trim on the doors is separated by about three inches. Yeah, so you'd have a three inch wall <laughs> between these two rooms. Yep. Well, and then the closet is joined to the you know it's walk through yeah, closet your, your to the other bedroom, room, my yeah. old bedroom, yeah. So you could that was pretty solid for hide and seek. Mm-hmm. If you go from one room to the other, that was true. Yeah, 
But. The, the, the most fun kind of oddity about this house when we first bought it. So when we moved here in 1996, it was kind of a rundown farmhouse. We lived in our camper for mm-hmm. most of the summer yeah. while we worked on the house. And there was a toilet just in this hallway, in this upstairs yeah. hallway. Connected to nothing well, I mean, it had been connected to, I mean, it was a functioning oh, true, toilet yeah. oh, at one true, point, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was just a toilet because this house was built before indoor plumbing. Mm-hmm. So then when they got a toilet, it was like, well, hey, this <laughs> how do is we perfect. Use, how do we use this dang thing? Yeah, well, it's just sort of like <laughs> they got plumbing, so you had all the kids sleeping in these tiny bedrooms upstairs, toilet in the middle, toilet in the, the middle. hall. Yep. Awesome, and not in a not in a room. I just want to clarify: not in no, a room, no walls around it. In the open hallway. Yeah. So when we moved toilet. in, it was just a toilet in the hall. Yeah. Toilet in the hall. So that was great. Do you remember Flatso the dog? <laughs> I do remember Flatso the dog. Luke, tell our <laughs> listeners about Flatso the dog, please. So when we moved here, again, it is just it was a kind of run down old farm so out by the barn there's a cement slab out behind it and there was a dog that had died mm-hmm. some time ago yeah <laughs> so it had you know decomposed and i don't know dad probably named dad, it dad called it absolutely yeah, yeah. dad named it because it was you know it became flatso the dog so it was like our our, our first dog at the new place flatso flatso yeah because it was it was literally just bones and fur on top of it like yeah. this dog had been dead for some years <laughs> but so it was flatso mm-hmm. that was our dog it was interesting moving here. It was. <laughs> As I look back, when you're a kid, you don't really think of stuff as being odd. It's just it just is. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just it's what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, you just you don't have context, so it's whatever we're doing. This is what life is. Because it's like I, and especially two people who didn't live more rural, but even people who do live more rural. When I mention, I'm like, yeah, we had a miniature horse. People go, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a horse, but smaller. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, so were you guys like farmers? I'm like, ah, oh, no. <laughs> that was, the, yeah, we moved out here. And I guess it was nice because we had not lived in the country before. So it was mm-hmm. like, well, let's get a bunch of animals. Let's, you can just, have let's go crazy. So we had ducks, chickens, geese, rabbits, guinea hens, and on top of dogs and cats and mm-hmm. regular things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, not on top. They weren't stacked. But, um, well. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, was that everything else? Did we have anything else weird? Well, we did pigeons. Homing pigeons, homing pigeons. for a minute until, uh, if you know how homing pigeons work. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to get them used to the area. Mm-hmm. We, we kind of converted an old chicken coop into a homing pigeon thing. Mm-hmm. And then you, you take them out after a while, yeah, so you get long. Them, get them to know they live there. Yep. Then you take them out down the road like a, a little bit, I don't know, a mile or whatever. So you could still see the place. Yeah. And then they fly back. And then you take them farther. I think we made it to the maiden voyage where we took them out, let them go, and that was it. That was the end of our homing pigeons. Well, no, we had some too because some something broke into the coop, and uh, like it was like a, a raccoon or something. Was it? Yeah, that's what happened. I so, thought we just lost a lot of them when we tried no, to let them do no, the no, thing. No. I remember because well, no, because then we had pigeons who did live around here for years, but we just didn't didn't ha- have them wrangled up anymore. We couldn't catch. They lived in the top of the barn, so oh, we had pigeons for years. Right, right. So it, in a way, it worked. 
Okay. But no, something broke in, like a raccoon or some sort of critter tore open, like on the very far window, like away from, from the house. Yeah. That back window, we had uh, fencing over that. Something busted through it, and oh. I think tried to, I think maybe even got a couple of them, or, but maybe not, but they broke out and we huh. and we maybe did let some go i'm i may not be remembering all of it well, so we may I, have some i just left. remembered we had them and then we didn't so i just thought it was like <laughs> like like we, yeah. i thought we like okay let's let them do their thing and they just didn't but yeah. that would make sense I, but I, I remember that i remember some being out but then yeah they lived in the top of the barn for years we had pigeons up there for a long time because oh. they just kept they kept breeding they had little That's nests funny. up there see i always thought it would be like a great ploy like if you got into the homing pigeon game and you had like mm-hmm. some champion homing pigeons that you were breeding and making some bank mm-hmm. on selling off their offspring mm-hmm. but you had them so well trained that they'd always come back to you so it'd be like a like no refunds deal and then you know people take <laughs> yeah. them they have them for a month they let them go and they still come back you could sell the same yeah. bird 20 30 times <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true well let's start it that's our next that's our next, our next big scam <laughs> oh, those Nielsen brothers are at it again <laughs> <laughs> they got a, they got a new ploy every week that they're working on. Real Duke boy situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the real honeymooners just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we had all those animals. The other thing that's kind of a, a fond memory now is when we first bought the place before we had moved here, mm-hmm. and I was eleven, so. Me and our cousin Dan, mm-hmm. we would come out here with dad. So dad could do some things around the house, like on the weekends, come out. And then we would push mow the yard. Yeah. And the house sits on like six acres. Now, it's, yeah. it's not all grass. There's trees and all mm-hmm. that. And we didn't mow all the grass either. But like everything around the house, so we're like a couple acres of grass. Yeah. We would mow with two little push mowers mm-hmm. just walking around for hours. Yeah. And then we would play baseball afterwards, but it seemed just wonderful, like to have all this grass. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it gave me the uh, I think a love for mowing. Like I've, that is something I've, <laughs> sure. I've I've literally said like after living in apartments for so long, I'm like I kind of miss mowing a lawn, like weirdly. Yeah. But Mowing's it's also too. Our, both of our first jobs were mowing a cemetery down the road. It's true. And they had that. <laughs> yeah, there is a a tiny cemetery down the road and i'll describe its look as haunted (laughs) (laughs) yep if i had to describe it in a word it would be haunted well because the worst is that there's one big like headstone thing or big kind of monument thing on it and if you drive down that that road at night or especially like at dusk it does especially when you were young it looked like someone just standing there oh yeah and so that would always be like a little like yeah well, so I used to date somebody who lived further down that road. It's like coming home late, kind of going fast. and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, well, I, I used to, like when we were in sports and stuff or a little extra working out, I'd get up in the morning. It's almost exactly one mile from mm-hmm. our house to the cemetery. Yeah. So it would be a two-mile run to that cemetery and back. And I would do it in the morning. It was still dark on this gravel road out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it was like run out there make myself get up to it and then it was like double time and back because i was like oh man it's just a, it's a creepy looking yeah. cemetery have, have we talked about it before on this i don't know i can't remember if we have hard to but, say but uh yeah we, we would drive the lawnmower itself the riding lawnmower <laughs> down the road down the road and the cemetery is so small 
that you could drive there, mow it, and drive back in one hour. <laughs> one take of gas. One, hour, to, yeah, one yep. hour trip. That's all it took. And then we both upgraded to the bigger cemetery in Toderville, Iowa. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. There is For those of you listening outside of this area, there's a town called Toderville. Yep. It's They've very got small. A cemetery and a church. A cemetery and church there. And a couple houses. They got dog daycare now, I just found out. Which is booming. They're is doing it? business. I didn't, see, I didn't even know it was there. I'm like, I worked at a dog daycare for three years in Chicago. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro. Well, I kind of thought, I was like, what is the demand going to be for a dog daycare in our area? But I guess because there's not a lot of them and people have dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's busy because I have a student who works there and she's like busy all the time. A little less now. People are canceling trips and stuff That's at the moment. True. But, That's true. Uh, but usually like busy and people from like a wider area than I would have thought bring their dogs there. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I guess there's one in... I don't know, another town that closed, so it's kind of, oh, you know, I guess, got the run over. Not All a right. ton of competition, but like, good for them. Good idea. I mean, that's, I don't know, that seems to be an industry that does okay if you do some sort of pet service. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. know. And like, I don't know, you're doing something good, I guess. You know, even if, you know, like the one I worked for in Chicago, it's like most of our clients were pretty wealthy. Right. Because they lived in nice places, and that's why they could afford to send their dog to a $60 a day daycare, you know? Right. But it's also like, like well, this dog's getting taken care of, though, and you know they're usually all rescues and stuff like that too. So it's like, right. no, it is a nice deal if you can swing it and have access to it. So yeah, I would not have thought in total. I mean, those, I absolutely wouldn't have thought they'd have. We one. described everything in the town, and mm-hmm. yeah, dog daycare is one of them. People come from all over. Yeah, I just I just learned that. I just learned that recently, but. But yeah, that that moment that cemetery, I still like. It's still one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Actually, it was good job. It was good job. It was good money, especially for a high school kid. So you them, could you could you're do it in four or five hours. It paid like 125 bucks a time. A time. Each time you did, it. you do it once a week. Yep. And it's during the summer. You know, we didn't have anything going on. All I needed it for was like some gas and some you know some movie tickets. Right. That's all I really needed. It was pretty you know, good. Hit a cheap buffet. Yeah. That's all, you know, <laughs> no. That's all I needed the money for. So it's like you kind of bank up a little bit throughout the summer. Yeah, that was a pretty good gig. If you you kids out there are looking for some work, get yourself into mowing some cemeteries. Get yourself a, mo- a cemetery, man. Because I had worked construction before yep. in high school, and that's you know that was great in hindsight and learning some things and whatever. But you know, that's like for real work, you know, mm-hmm. it's up all day yeah. building houses, roofing, doing stuff like that, which is great and good money for a high schooler. You know, just to kind of be like the hand. I wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. real, you know. I wasn't making decisions or anything. I was like, uh, stuff insulation in here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, that was a good gig too. But once we kind of got onto the cemetery thing, then I did, I did like uh trimming for the cemetery and one of the cemeteries in St. Ansgar too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Like the one that. across from like Wolds and stuff. Oh, and okay. I would, I would do around Wolds. The, mm-hmm. uh, this is a company in St. Ansgar that does like rims and stuff like that. Yeah. And then the cemetery there too. Hmm. So, yeah. Could have started an empire, right? Ugh. Well, it's like one of those things too, where, like you said, like you know, working construction—that's like real work. And like the mowing the cemetery, it is like work, but like it, you would feel like you had done more than you actually did without being actually physically exhausted, right? Because you're just out in the sun all day. You get dirty, yeah. You know, especially when you're going through. Because you have to weed whack around every 
headstone. Yeah. yeah. That'd be the one part that was just like, all right. <laughs> well, there would be some times where it's like, ah, I think I can, I think I can leave the trim until next week. You yeah. Know, give it a good it's, mow. It's and... looking okay. We didn't get a lot of rain this week. It's looking all right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I mowed it good enough. I get, well, you try to get as close as you could to each headstone with the mower without it. Like, Occasionally kind of nick one. Yeah, like, ooh, ooh, sorry. Thump that one a little bit. Sign of the cross. Like, <laughs> my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, that was a pretty good gig. What other weird jobs have you had? I was just trying to think. Um, well, I mentioned, was it last time? Yeah, last episode about doing uh, food delivery in yeah. Chicago, which was like weird, also great. One of my favorite jobs I've ever had, actually. But that one, because it was all done through an app, so then you hmm. you go and you you park and you wait. And then, especially early on, there was only a few restaurants, so they'd kind of get to know you. So you'd weirdly be a part of this restaurant staff, but you wouldn't work at that <laughs> restaurant, <laughs> right, which is yeah. always kind of fun. You just go hang out in the kitchen and then, like, the chefs who know you, you know, BS with you and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, and especially if you solve problems for you, they love you and then they give you free food. So that oh, one, yeah. that was a pretty awesome gig. I would every now and then if I order, you know, they'd cancel it or they wouldn't pick it up or something or just at a place. They're like, hey, we made next one of these. It's all yours. Oh, so I was yeah. like, got to try some good food from some nice places without spending any money. That'd be <laughs> like, all right. But um, you used to work for a call center, didn't you? You did. Oh, a- yeah, that was the worst. <laughs> yeah, I was a telemarketer for a month, I think. Mm-hmm. That was enough. I remember. Um, I remember that one wore you out. Yeah, and there was like, don't get me wrong. There was nice people there, and I know everybody. <laughs> a lot of people have a negative concept of telemarketers, but I kind of, I just if I. You know, now it's cell phones and stuff. But if I get a telemarketer after that, just hang up because they don't have any skin in the game. It's just going to ring mm-hmm. a new phone number for them. Yeah. Like, but you don't need to hassle them. They're just people trying to get yeah. by. I've I've never understood the being being actively mean to a telemarketer because right. it is just like this is just someone they don't want to do this either. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> they the, would rather not talk to you. Well, right, and like they're not the one. Like they didn't invent whatever product they're trying to sell you. It's mm-hmm. just their job to make yeah. phone calls, and they're. And like actually, the one that I worked at was, you know, either young people trying to work a job, or there were some people there who were, like, this is their job, and they, you know, like I remember people like leaving to get their coins for like AA and NA and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, it's like this was their like get on their feet job. Like, good for you people. Like that, that you yeah. know, that's great. And they were nice people, but it was sitting in a cubicle with a computer screen up and the headset, phone headset. And it would dial a phone number, and then a script would come up, and you were supposed to more or less stick to the script, mm-hmm. go through your spiel, and once somebody hung up, it just dialed a different phone number, and you'd work nine-hour days, and I figured, I think it was like 400 phone calls a day Oof. is what it would dial through. Maybe what were you selling? Hours, boom, boom. <laughs> so when at the place that I was at, when you started... They put you on a free magazine subscription, so mm-hmm. all you it would call these companies or whatever, and all you would try to get them to do is just all they had to do was verbally agree to let you send this free magazine subscription that they could you know cancel any time mm-hmm. whatever. So my first gig was uh, nail salons. So you would dial nail salons, okay. and it would be nail products, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I, you know, you never actually see the product; you're just going through the deal. So they would say if they said yes, then this company that does these nail supplies would get to send them these magazines. So were you like kind of a I guess a freelance call center for different types of magazines or was it all the same magazine? Oh, it was or? a bunch of different stuff. It oh, was a okay. bunch of different things. So I just happened to be on this nail salon thing. Okay. 
And then if you like did pretty decent at that, then you could get bumped up. So like the free one, you're getting your paid your hourly wage, but you couldn't make any commission because they're not buying Because there's no anything. sales, yeah. So I did that for a week. Granted, my entire telemarketing career was a month. So I did that for a week, and then I got bumped up to like the big job, mm-hmm. which was calling like city governments and stuff okay. and trying to get them to buy manuals on like debt issuance and emergency management and stuff like that. Okay. (laughs) Which was interesting because then you're trying to get people. So you could either get them to agree to have, to let you send it. And then they got like, you know, whatever, 30 day, 60 day trial and they could send it back or they could buy it then. But like that got you, I think a little bump, like you got a little commission or something just from getting to do that, I think, or a little bonus or however it worked. And then the big thing was like if you could actually get them to give you your credit card number over the phone, mm-hmm. which people shouldn't do, <laughs> um, yep. then, then you got like a bigger bump or whatever. And that was it. So I did that for another couple of weeks, and then I bailed. Yeah, because it was it was a lot of sitting in a cubicle and just that. But I, I mean, say that that seems like the most repetitive job like I've literally just yeah. sitting looking at the screen saying the same crap over and over yeah. again like, yeah. and that's I mean like totally not my personality I've like oh sitting in like sitting all day was rough so yeah, yeah no, so I don't it, like sitting all day yeah so it was you know not for me and like I said I have a kind of a, a place in my heart for people who do telemarketing because it was right it is it's a trying job for me and I had I guess the the freedom to not do that, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting job. I used to work. I worked very briefly, like a couple months, maybe for this uh, this company in Cedar Rapids. Um, that was I, I was kind of helping people. It wasn't like quite assisted living. It was people who could live on their own. Yeah, like you were kind of their caretaker, but they could take care of themselves. Um, and I worked with it was the custom company was called Systems Unlimited, which sounds like it should be for computers or something. <laughs> hey, check out our printers. It was, it was when he told because my friend worked for it who got me in it and he like told me what it was called and I'm like, okay, what do you guys do? And then he explained to me like those don't go together at all, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> like, Systems Unlimited sounds like you know like office space like in a tech you know yeah. like that kind lasers of lasers worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's a nice place too. So I'm, 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 I don't know. I don't remember if they're still open or not, but I, they were always, they were a nice company. It just, I just wasn't cut out for it mainly because, uh, the two young guys I worked with who were actually probably a couple years older than me, but they, they just, they had some, some issues that they just needed you know, cause they, they would get like a few hours a day where they would be unsupervised. So, like, yeah. you know, but then they just, and I was always on the night shift cause I was in college doing theater and stuff like that. So I would do the overnight stay. And for the overnight, you do get to like go to bed at a certain, like you get to sleep, but they didn't have a bed for you there. You just slept on their couch. Right. And really the only true downside to the job was that both of these guys smoked like chimneys. Like uh-huh. they just constantly smoked. So I like started developing like a genuine like kind of sinus issue. I'd wake up every morning just like ugh, ugh. <laughs> just because I would smoke a pack of cigarettes every day because they it also like they wouldn't even take like good puffs off the cigarette. They they were just like <laughs> and just like and just burn down cigarettes. So yeah. it's just pure cigarette smoke in the air at all times. And they were good guys. They were you know they like when you first started they tested you like and luckily everyone warned me like that like the one 
is going to throw a tantrum. He's going to break something. He's going to threaten to cut himself. He's going to ram something in his ears. It's what he does. And like Ed, that all happened point by point. Right. It all happened. And once he was done tantruming, he's like, can you take me to the hospital? I would like to get this paper out of my ears. <laughs> and, then go, and then after that, like we were totally cool. But it's like just like they had to test you for like one night just to be like, are you going to be able to st- You're not going to freak out on me and leave. You know, it's, it was very right. clear. Just like I need to be able to trust you. So they were good guys. Like I had nothing against them and generally would have fun with them, get to have dinner with them sometimes and we'd joke and whatever. But it was just like every day just waking up. Like it's it's a like I don't like smoking cigarettes in general. It's a weirder feeling when you feel like you've smoked all night while sleeping. Like doing sleep smoking. That's a whole yeah. nother thing. Because I was, it was just every day was like ugh, ugh. and then I'd I'd get home and, and I was, you know, living with my girlfriend in college. And I go, I try to, I'd get off early and I was playing time before classes. So I try to go sleep a little bit. So I get in the bed and she'd be like, nope, you smell like an ashtray. So it's like, go shower now. And it's like, it was just a lot to do while also being a full-time college student right. and doing theater too. I was in plays, you know, every night too. So I, I was yeah. just exhausted. And so that, it, it wasn't a bad gig, but I was like, I can't, this isn't for me, for, for this point in my life, you know, yeah. it was, it was a lot, but I did that similar to that in college as well after the telemarketing gig because i knew i was going into education too it seemed like a good fit and a buddy had a connection kind of got me hooked up with but it was working with special needs people who mm-hmm. needed in-home services so yeah very similar thing and then the people i worked with were either like you know middle school high school age boys who you know kind of just needed a male influence type of thing or yeah. whatever or those I was pretty big at that time too, having been a college football player, or it would be like the potential threats to like run away or maybe oh. like, you know, have somebody outburst, maybe or, yeah, yeah. violently type of thing. So that was definitely interesting, but, but a good job and a good company and that sort of thing and kind of rewarding, you know? Yeah. But. That's the thing. I felt the way to him. Just like, Oh, like these guys trust me and I get along with them, but it's just like, and I, I, I truly felt bad quitting, but it was like, yeah. I got to do what's right for me. Right. You know, I'm like, I do, you know, in the, <laughs> I remember every now and then too, one of them would just wake me up in the middle of the night just to give me a hug. <laughs> he'd, just, he'd be like, Hey man, like get out. I remember just being like in a daze, be like, well, I get up and he's like, Hey, I love you to give me a hug. I'm like, Hey, thank But I'm like, go back to bed. like like, it's very nice it's a very if i'm gonna get woke up in the middle of the night for something that's a very nice reason that someone just wants to tell you that they love you and give you a hug that's that's nice but you know i like that i I like to make suggestions somebody try that just tonight (laughs) somebody somebody in your house wake them up wake up a loved one give them a groggy hug hey i love you give them a hug Come back to bed. And then the next morning they'll go, hey, what the hell was that? <laughs> and then just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sound like you were dreaming, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I also, this was a gig I did in Chicago. Just, it was a, a few times, just a, on weekends every now and then. Um, but I I handed out a luxury chocolate at a nice place in downtown Chicago. Oh, nice. At a grocery store. This uh, like nice, it's like an all like Italian grocery store, like really like nice stuff. Um, but every now and then this, this, uh, chocolate company, a friend set me up with it, but it just, you go sit there and man, when you're handing out and it's good chocolate, it was good <laughs> chocolate Yeah. when you are standing there in front of the aisles, you know, but before the checkout uh, aisles and like, while you're there just handing out free chocolate to people, everyone loves you. <laughs> yes, everyone I loves suppose. you. You're like a firefighter. Everyone's well, happy to see you. Exactly. Well, cause the candy bars were all, they're like. 
they're like fifteen dollars a bar because it's Ooh. good chocolate, like <laughs> yeah. or something like it's like twelve bucks a bar, or something. Like but it was like good chocolate and like the ones I one time I was cutting up ones and like you know, try to cut them into small pieces so you can handle enough samples. They don't want to to use up that many bars. Right. But they gave me one one time that had full hazelnuts in them, hmm. full the so, full so circle. You, you got to cut around the hazelnuts. exactly. So you're kind of trying to make because if you try to cut in one, it just explodes. So <laughs> yeah. I, just, I would just be like, I would just have chocolate on my clothes. It just be you know. <laughs> And just like, and the bra was doing the woman I was dating at that time was allergic to hazelnuts, so I had to get home and be like, Don't touch me, <laughs> let me you'll die. Let me, let me shower, <laughs> I have too much delicious chocolate on me, <laughs> you'll die. <laughs> But <laughs> like a deadly Willy Wonka. But that was actually a fun little because you I'd go, it would be it was like a three hour gig, get paid a couple oh, hundred man. bucks. I did that a few times and they liked me too. They'd be like, Hey, we like what you're doing. Like so they just email me every now and then, but you know, then I I stopped doing it as much just because yeah. it was it was kind of random because it was only the Saturdays that they would pick for it, and then I sure. started working more regular jobs and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow, I can't can't do it as much anymore. But those random gigs are awesome. I do like random little gigs like that where it's yeah. like this isn't my day to day. Like, yeah, I I wouldn't love doing that every day. Right. But like, you know, once in a while, like every, come, like every month, I do it and like yeah. get a good little check from it, and like, I don't know, and yeah, because the, the staff at the store are really nice, so they always make sure you're set. Like everything you need, you're good. Like yeah. set you up, and then yeah, just every, if you are handing out dark chocolate, like made <laughs> made in Italy, you know, with hazelnuts in it, and yeah. every, everyone loves it. <laughs> Everyone's very very nice to you. At worst, you get people who are like, no, I'm good. Right. No yeah. one was ever mean to me. Because I'm the guy going, would you like delicious chocolate? For free. It's free. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have a bunch right. of other types. They're over there. You can buy them if you want. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a nice little gig. I'm trying to think what else I... So what which else one I of those was your worst job? Mine was the the telemarketing was, you know, I mean, just not the... It was the worst fit for me. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick... I feel bad, but like if I had to pick... The worst job it would have been the kind of special needs one, which I feel crappy saying, but it just for where right. I was in my life, it was just, it, it, I was just trying to fit, I was just trying to fill every hour of my day, you know. Right. So it was, it was just, it's the one I look back on with the least fondness, but that was mainly because it was an overnight gig and that's hard. The cigarette smoke, tough. you know, it's like no, it was nothing against those guys. I liked, I liked the two guys I worked with and everyone else, the other staff members that you know, you know, only just pass them in out of the door basically. But like, right. it was like a nice company, like, but it was just, it was just that thing of like, it was just such a bad fit for that part of my life. Yeah. So it felt the most stressful because I didn't do it for that long. Because I was, just, I just then I just felt exhausted and like just felt kind of sick all the time too because <laughs> right. i'm not a smoker and then yeah. just breathing in cigarette smoke all night sleeping and it would be rough that's what and like and just they would just sit there and just smoke constantly and so it was just it just it more just became like it was the first time i've ever had a job where i felt like i was getting unhealthy doing it <laughs> you know yeah. and in a job that you wouldn't think of as being an unhealthy job exactly yeah so so that was maybe i don't know I'm trying to think if I had. I feel like I've had other gigs I've done for just like little bits, but I don't really remember. I don't know. Most of my jobs I, I look back fairly fondly on. I, I usually find something that I like. Like even when I worked at Target in yeah. college, I was, I was just cashier there, and then I though big I became they always made me the breaker, which was the person who gives everybody their breaks. Oh, right which is actually great because then you get to schedule everyone's breaks, and then yeah, you're still working the register most of the time, but it's not the same register, and I'm yeah. kind of solving a little puzzle all day then of like, oh, well, this person <laughs> needs to do this, and you know. Yeah. Oh, this person needs their lunch. Oh, burp, just slapping stuff. Um, <laughs> this person needs their lunch. And then you'd cover for like the front of the house, like manager kind of person. Mm. So then you kind of 
running everybody, you know, talking to all departments and like that. And then I started working in the photo department. Working in the Target photo department is actually one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. Really? That was actually really great because it was still there. You did, still did enough photo processing at that time because that would have been 2007 or something. I was doing it. Okay. So there was still enough photo processing. Now you just no one really does that anymore. <laughs> yeah, those they're stores. just a printer. Exactly. Uh, but this had enough of that. So you'd actually get all of the little you know, z- z- cameras, the little... Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Those, and, you, and you broke them open, you got the film out, you processed it all through the machine, and you cut up all the different like film strips. Really? You sent them through the machine to process them. You went through the photos because we weren't allowed to print lewd ones. Okay. Every now and then you get to ones, you'd be like, nope, can't do that one. You know, or, <laughs> but then you'd also, you'd fix them, you'd do like some red eye control. And like, so, but you always had like, you always had film going through the machine yeah, and stuff yeah. coming in. And then like people could do them online then we had the photo kiosks out front too so you'd help people get their stuff printed off which is kind of fun and then you get like an old lady who comes in she's like i don't know i just want copies of all these pictures and it's like her wedding photos from the 30s you know (laughs) yeah and so like that and you're just like oh geez all right you know but that was that was great too because you just worked you totally worked on your own every now and then i'd go up to like do you know if they were swamped go take over a a, you know right a, a register but that was actually one of my favorite jobs just kind of like and then at the end of the night you had to dump all the chemicals in the back and stuff like that and <laughs> yeah that sounds kind of that, cool. that was actually a pretty good gig it's like my favorite gigs are are jobs that i feel like people think wouldn't be super great right because i loved that one i loved when i tell people one of my favorite jobs was driving delivery in chicago people think i'm crazy oh yeah that sounds like a nightmare to me i actually well when it became a nightmare is when they had too many restaurants and then i was working in the loop constantly that sucks mainly just because there's nowhere to park right and so i would get i would you know spend a shift working working my butt off making as much money as i could and then i'd get a 150 dollar ticket for being in front of a hydrant just because i'm running in to give someone their food back yeah you know, now it'd be a little easier. That was before like the the pay app took off, where I could just like kind of oh, pay yeah. for a little bit here and there. But yeah, so that was that's where I then was, and they you know slashed the pay and stuff too. So I was like, I'm gonna go. But yeah, yeah, makes it tough. But but I like that job. And then I don't know. Then I worked at the dog daycare, like I said, for three years. That's another weird job. But you've done a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Worked in TV news. I worked as yeah. a behind the scenes person for for KAL and uh, back when they were Austin, they're in Rochester now, but. Channel Six around here. Yeah, that was one fun job. I've still people from that who are some of my best friends now. But that was a fun one. Just kind of breaking news when like stuff would go on and you'd like make the show on the fly. Right. There was like a real energy to that. Like hmm. especially during high school sports seasons because we would do uh, like the big sports. Like a Friday night was always big sports block. Like right. two, half the show would be sports. So I'd be sprinting back and forth between the sports desk. And oh, my, because yeah. we'd be getting the scores coming in and updating them, and I have all these graphics built that I have to go through and edit while oh, I'm doing them while they're yeah. like, so. And that was fun too, because it's like it's not dire news. So if I don't get one, I can just be like, "Don't take that graphic." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they didn't yeah. win. Don't worry, this isn't huge, but it was yeah. just like a lot of energy there. But when I worked for the morning news, that was I switched to the morning shift, so my shift would start at three in the morning. Oof, duh. So I'd have to leave St. Ansgar at two thirty. Yikes! Yeah. I got pulled over once for having a, a taillight out. Cop pulled me over, and he he definitely had like a, thinking I was going home for the night. Right. Like kind of just like, uh, where uh, where are you off to? And I just looked at him like work. And he goes, oh, let me get out of here then. <laughs> it's like, it's, Sorry, man. I was like, with that one word, his demeanor totally changed. He's like, oh, where do you work? I'm like, the news station. I'm just like, oh. He's like, that's a crappy shift. I'm like, yes, I agree. 
It was just very yeah, clearly go, like going from like thinking he was pulling over some drunk kid at the end of the night to being like, no, this is I'm starting my day. <laughs> like, <laughs> go to work. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it was that. Because then he like quickly got me processed. He's like, he's like, I'll get your taillight fixed. <laughs> I'm like, OK, thanks. That's funny. <laughs> Appreciate it. I feel like I don't have a lot of uh, like varied work experience because like you listed, like I think I listed every job I've ever had because I worked construction and did the mowing in high school. Yeah, I did the telemarketing and uh, working with people with special needs in college, mm-hmm. and then everything other than that has been teaching and coaching. Because even during college, and I I coached uh, like youth sports and stuff, and then I just I, thought of a few more jobs I've had. Too. Well, then I've I've just been a teacher and a coach, and I mean I guess varied things in that athletic director and stuff. But the thing is, you're saying it with like, oh, I feel like I didn't do all this stuff. Like, no, you found a thing you liked and are well, good at, and have found steady work. I'm yeah. I'm the goofball who's doing all this other garbage because well, I can't I can't hold I can't make a decision in life. Well, I don't think it's bad either way, but it is just kind of people will talk about like, oh, these jobs. And I'm like, I, I just had like the four or whatever because yeah. I worked at the pool in high school in the concession stand. I was not a, a lifeguard ate a lot of free cookies uh, <laughs> um, uh, what else did i do i just i just had another one in my head that i did for a little bit oh i just lost it but um oh, what was it i want to remember it because it was another kind of goofy one well I've, I've worked too i worked for a this was just kind of we got paid every now and then but i worked for in college worked for a this group we we filmed live uh Oh, concerts right. like we'd make yeah. those kinds of and that was you know that didn't pay a lot i always put on my resume because like got paid some money for it and it was film work but like right. you know, it wasn't we weren't a big deal it was just kind of this little independent collective but like but well you know also stand up and you yeah. know used to do a weekly improv show that i get paid for and mm. um theater direct high school theater director you know yeah. even years ago used to do that so yeah yeah, I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of all over the map. I, I get guess. bored. I guess I've done a few random things like as one offs, you know, or it'd be like help a buddy at their farm, like you know, move hogs or right, or, yeah, you know, pick rock or do random stuff like that. But yeah, that is interesting. Painted a house one summer. No, oh, yeah, that was pretty good money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I feel like there's one more weird one in there, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Now I guess I did. I felt like I'm like I feel like I haven't had a lot. I'm like, no, I guess I got a weird <laughs> collection of nice of work. So you got a, a well-rounded uh, portfolio, I guess. <laughs> it's a lot of it's uh, uh, you know just entry level and <laughs> doesn't really apply to anything else that I do. But what made me think of it was not a job, and I didn't make any money. But in college, I just had a like set of hair clippers you know mm-hmm. and i started cutting my own hair so like yeah you don't have to pay for a haircut then whatever and mm-hmm. i just kind of had like the disheveled hair look at that point anyway um but then like people would want haircuts like my buddies and stuff right so i started charging just like a gallon of milk for, <laughs> for a haircut and that was like a big commodity especially when you're like a meathead drinking like weight gain shakes yeah, that's true so i'd be like gallon of milk and i'll line you up and like <laughs> basically everyone had the same haircut looked like i was running a cult you know it was just <laughs> sort of like a, a real simple fade and that was it Oh yeah, that that cult down there, the the Fayette Crackers, <laughs> yeah, just, just real generic white guy haircuts, yeah, just a you know, bunch of bunch of thick fellows with high and tights. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it was. Because there was a there's another guy, one of my teammates, one of my buddies. Because it is different. Like you know, this is not a statement on anything, but like cutting 
a black person's hair is different. Yes. Yeah. And I had never done that. So like there was like one of my teammates, he cut like the black guy's hair. Like I cut the white guy's hair. So it's sort of like, here's your two options, guy. It's like, like the old barbers where it's like the pictures, like the four pictures mm-hmm. of haircuts you can have. Like yeah. point to one. <laughs> yeah. Pick your barber. Underneath they have four options. <laughs> yep. So there you go. Oh, I thought of it. I used to work for a website too. I, I, oh. I drove around and took pictures of places and wrote about them for this oh. online. Don't even remember that. I, I did it for a little bit after college. Made good money doing it, but just drove around the suburbs taking like pictures of Chicago stores. Chicago area? Doing yeah, yeah, it was in Evanston when I was living there. Oh, and I huh. did it in Evanston, Skokie, and uh, um, another neighborhood that I can't remember the name of. Delaware. Yeah, the state of Delaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell of a commute. <laughs> Gotta say. Why well, I had to stop? <laughs> Stop doing it. It wasn't worth it. Too much time away from home. Um well, shoot, that was another hour. Good we just going. got done, so yeah. All right, sounds good. We'll wrap up another one. Yeah. Just with some, we started with some folksy stuff, and then here's some jobs we had. <laughs> kind of like, I don't even remember what we started talking about. <laughs> and we will have forgotten by the next episode and probably cover some of it again. Sometimes while we're talking, I'm like, have we been talking about jobs the whole time? Is that is that how this started? Have I been talking about jobs since I got up this morning? Have I ever done anything else? <laughs> I remember being old. <laughs> yeah, did we talk about that? Being old. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I was just doing a joke. Yeah, but that's, we talked about that. That's true. We did. Yeah. I know. I can't because we also tend to, in our conversations, kind of have the same conversation. I forget if we've done it on mic or not. Right. So I don't know. This could just be the same episode over and over again on the show. We just need like a like a GoPro. You can walk around and just film everything. We just need that for audio, so that the conversations that we're already having in actual life mm-hmm. they're just recorded. There we be, go. It'd be easier. That's true. Well, like, yeah, we didn't record last night, and then we had a really great conversation. I was at my first. I was like, God dang, I wish we actually would have recorded tonight. <laughs> I, I didn't want to load up my stuff though, cause my back hurt. <laughs> I didn't want to dodgeball picking from, one up. Yeah, pick not playing, grabbing one. All right, you're talking to a guy who split his femur in half, top to bottom, stepping on a volleyball. That's as a kid, true. So that's true. It is it, that is my favorite thing. I feel like I've aside from my head injury, but I feel like all the times when I've gotten well, even that was doing something stupid. But usually <laughs> yeah. when I feel like I get hurt, it's when I'm doing nothing at all. Yeah, no, it's, it's like it's usually not like, a good story. Like, oh, now my shoulder hurts for a week. Yeah, what were you doing? Oh, I need the cereal was on top of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> it was the big box though. <laughs> it's the family it was, size. It was honeycomb. They always do big boxes. <laughs> that's, that's a true. big cereal. That's right. I was doing one arm, you know, and so. I was getting it because me want honeycomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut reference that's still i mean is that still their thing no i don't think so okay. someone shared a picture of that the the like it was just a like, monster yeah. thing whatever it was. it was just like it was just if like sonic the hedgehog was on drugs for a while craver was that, was it was the craver, craver? honeycomb craver and he just said me want honeycomb and he freaked the hell out <laughs> he's no noid if you know what i'm saying yeah that's true that's true avoid the noid that's my go-to food mascot <laughs> I'm on Team Noid. <laughs> Hashtag Team Noid. <laughs> you know what? Send us your favorite avoid the noid thoughts and mem- memorabilia experiences. <laughs> Anything, anytime. <laughs> yeah, please uh, go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and email us at uh, uh, Nielsen Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. We really want to 
<laughs> we want a collection of your favorite Noid memories. Yep. <laughs> your thoughts, your theories, maybe. I don't know about the where, Noid. Where is he now? Where is he now? What was he to begin with? Where did he come from? Why are we avoiding him? <laughs> maybe that's why he left. <laughs> He was like, no one here likes me. <laughs> just walked away. That's all he wanted. Walked down the road like the end of the Incredible Hulk. Just old. <laughs> Bill Bixby and the, the Noid just hitchhiking from town to town. Bill Bixby as the Noid. That's a show I'd watch right there. Coming Dibs. this. We got we called Dibs. Coming this we're, summer, we're... Bill Bixby is the Noid. <laughs> Oh, that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. See you in Branson. Bye. Bye.